Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. What is a COVID, Marshall, and is it coming to a theater near you? I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom with Holly Mead. A COVID, Marshall? A COVID, Marshall. I'm not making it up. There is such a thing called a COVID, Marshall. That's the name. I didn't give it to them. <laughs> and it is in South Australia. And the COVID, Marshall, is actually on their government website. And the COVID, Marshall is an individual that has to be for every business, including churches and places of worship, and depends upon your size, whether they're, uh, what their duties are, what, what, whether you have to pay them or not. But they have to be somebody that you designate. And so, for example, say if you're a church in South Australia, uh, you have a COVID marshal and you have to designate somebody they have certain criteria that they have to meet, 18 years and over. Uh, they have other different criteria they meet, and they have certain duties that they have to carry out. The primary duty is to make sure that the entity is enforcing all the COVID rules. Now, you can also see photographs of these individuals, and they have these like flap jackets, you know, where you put it over your head, it has a wording on the front, wording on the back. You'll see this with people, you know, working uh, with road construction, and they'll have the fluorescent flat right. jackets. And they actually say COVID Marshall on it. And so they're walking out in the public venue. So if you're out in the public venues area downtown, you have these COVID marshals. And they have to inspect restaurants to see whether they're complying with the COVID restrictions, the food carry out, the food delivery, the food eating, all the different kinds of things, social distancing, masks, et cetera, you name it you know, vaccination passports, whatever it may be, all of those things, these are the enforcers. So it's like having your own personal Nazi person oversee yeah. you, babysitter kind of thing. Yeah, and that's their sole job, to enforce these COVID restrictions in South Australia. I wonder who marshals the marshals. <laughs> well, they have to uh, comply with certain duties. Hmm. And we remember that uh, not long ago, Australia actually began forcibly placing people in their own prison-like isolation oh, camps. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, even before detainees were tested, even mm. if they tested negative. It's like a prison, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were literally makeshift prisons. They were escorted by a COVID cab, which is a specific cab that would escort them from their house. They would show up at their house. They would say that you have been near someone who supposedly tested positive, uh, this would be based on their tracking and tracing, and they would come to your house, and you would have to leave right away. You would have to be then transported in a COVID cab. Uh, you were transported to makeshift cells. These people were ordered to obey all the rules, including accepting total isolation. Then even after testing negative, uh, the detainees were forced to stay for 14 days at least, but they were also told that if you disobey anything, you give us any trouble, you'll be detained indefinitely. There was a video that one of the inmates, and I call them inmates because that's really what they were, 
uh, actually took on their cell phone and released, showing uh, opening the door, showing one of the guards that's in a full hazmat suit uh, a few doors down, um, putting something in front of a, a door, and you'll hear the people howling uh, like monkeys. They're howling like monkeys to communicate that the guard is near. Mm. I mean, it's very uh, odd and very eerie that this is happening in Australia. And these COVID marshals are even in churches? They're in churches. The COVID marshals are in churches. And you also see, for example, uh, not only in South Australia and Australia, South Australia is where the COVID marshals are. Australia is where you have the isolation camps of the CDC actually released a plan for such isolation camps in the United States. We actually downloaded the documents. So if you can't find it, we have it on our website, lc.org forward slash vaccine. Go down under the section for the CDC. You'll find that plan that the CDC released and put up on its website, very similar to what was happening in Australia, what has been happening in Australia, similar to what's actually happening in China, in Shanghai, for example. In fact, if you look at uh, videos coming out of Shanghai, the major media is just ignoring a lot of this. But the videos that are coming out of Shanghai, these people are being uh, isolated in their uh, places of abode, their apartments, their places where they live. Some of these are very tall, high-rise apartment buildings, and you'll hear people screaming and hollering from their windows, echoing across the city because they have no food, they can't leave, the doors are barred. There's a situation with a man um, who jumps from a two-story building to try to get out to get some medical treatment for his relative uh, because they can't get medical treatment. Mm -hmm. There are some people that have died because they haven't been able to get certain medications. Uh, but they're starving. They can't leave. If they somehow get out, they're beaten. Uh, the people that are surrounding them are full of these hazmat suits. It's a horrible situation going on right now in Shanghai and other parts of China. And, you know, we're not talking about this just to be, you know, scaremongers, but we have to realize what's happening here in the United States, this, the steps, what happened over in, in European countries will often come to the United States, and that's why we fight every day against this government overreach. I mean, now you see these vaccine passports happening in states here. Well, and lest you think that this is far-fetched and there's no way it's going to come to the United States, uh, listen to this. There's already 25 states, along with the District of Columbia, which includes several red or red-leaning states that already have or are considering digital vaccine passports. Uh, there's a total number of 30 states that have certain locations within the state, although the whole state may not be covered, uh, where the mandate of these legal or these uh, digital credentials are being implemented right now. 30 states with places within the states, but there's 25 states that are considering it or already have it in place for the entire state. And this includes some states like Arizona, Mississippi, South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Utah. Now, uh, some of our people where we communicated this on an email said, well, I live in South Carolina. I communicated to my senator, state senator, and they said, oh, we don't have, it's all, va it's all voluntary. It's just voluntary right now. And if we actually mandated it, we would stop that. Well, listen, why do you have it even in a voluntary basis? Right. Because what happens is, you know, Walmart and some of these other places, they also provide 
these free digital vaccine credentials. And once that gets implemented and people say, well, why do you need a vaccine credential? Why do you need a COVID? Because you're going to present it to somebody. So somebody's going to ask you for it. Why are you providing that information? Why is the state even allowing that or considering these vaccine passports? They are dangerous. They have no useful purpose. They can be used, as we see in South Australia, in Australia, in China, in Israel, and other places around the world. So the government can track to you. To track and control you. And we've been saying that all along. That's what these whole shots are about, to get your data so they can track you and, and control you. And there's 87, at least 87 countries, 87 countries, and there's likely more, but that's our calculation right now, and that's a conservative number, 87 countries that have implemented vaccine passports. And now you come to the end of March 2022, and the World Health Organization, I know you want to blow them off, and I agree, uh, they're not trustworthy, but the World Health Organization nevertheless has a major global impact on the various member states. The Biden administration, March 2021, unveiled its plan for digital passports uh, domestically and internationally. We have the PowerPoint on our website as well, lc.org forward slash vaccine. Uh, go down to vaccine passports, you'll find it there. The World Health Organization launched its international push to demand digital vaccine passports that can share private medical data globally. Uh, they have a number of states that are uh, nations that are participating, African states. Right now, we're estimating that uh, over 2 billion people in the world are now under these vaccine passports when you add the population. India just came on board. Um, and we have other uh, major, major nations that like are Israel on board. has them, right? Israel has them. Israel uh, paused it on March the 1st. Um, but who knows, it could come back in a heartbeat in Israel. Mm -hmm. But in Israel, they were used to restrict movement and control, pure and simple. Ah, it is a road we don't want to go down. For more information, go to lc.org forward slash vaccine. And to sign a petition and send faxes to say stop the mandates, lcaction.org, lcaction.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776.